What is up, guys? How are you? I am George Massey. Welcome to the George Massey Show. This is the Medium Sessions with Medium Juliana Fisher. How are you today, Juliana? I'm fine. And you, George? I am great. I am great. So it is the new year. We have a lot of new topics. This is episode four. The last time you saw us, we were interviewing Melanie Martin, her first ever big interview, where she was able to tell her side of the story. Now we have a bunch of new topics that we want to discuss. And I'm really excited about these because these are genuinely topics that I have so many questions about. So I'm really excited to jump into this. So first thing I wanna bring up is you were having a conversation with me about mirrors. Yeah. And mirrors are something pretty normal in my house. Like there's mirrors everywhere. There's three mirrors in this room alone. And then in my bathroom, there's mirrors. In the, and I use them as like decoration. Like in the living room, there's mirrors everywhere. So. I was talking to you about that and you said something to me that shocked me. You said that when you go to bed at night, you cover your mirrors. So I wanna get deeper into this subject because I don't think a lot of people realize exactly what mirrors are and what role they play in the paranormal world. Yeah, I think the most people think mirrors are just for decoration, but it's not. Mirrors are portals. So if you have a mirror in, front of your bed um it can happen that you feel maybe someone is watching you but nobody's in the room and that happens because in the mirror there are portals like ghost portals afterlife portals demon portals there are a lot of portals everything what's happened in front of a mirror it the mirror will be safer in this dimension so every mirror has its own dimension and there's a lot of ghosts and other stuff in it so Mirrors can be really dangerous. So, okay, how do these ghosts or spirits get into the mirror? Is this something that happens over time? Or were these mirrors owned by people and then something happened to that person and the person's trapped in the mirror? Like, how did the mirror become that portal? Or was the mirror always the portal? Mirrors are always portals. When you have a mirror in a very old house, the the mirror will save every energy from the house, in the house, around the house. So everything what's happened in the house, every negative energy, if you have trouble with someone or someone passed away, everything will be saved in this energy portal on the mirror. So, okay, so you said in an old house. So when you buy a new house, the first thing you should do is get rid of the mirrors? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You never should have old mirrors in a house when you're moving to a new house, you should buy new mirrors because every information, everything and every ghost what was in this house or is still in the house can be also in every mirror in the house. So it's really dangerous. Oh man, because you know, when you buy a house, bathrooms automatically have mirrors and they're built into the wall. So even those, you're saying even those should change. No, um, it's it's very important that you really change the mirrors. I never would want to have a mirror when it's maybe over 30 or 40 years still in the house. So what can these portals do? Can the spirits come through them into your home? Yeah. Can they bother you? What do they, what do they use these mirrors to do? Oh, a lot. Um, when you're sleeping, so your soul goes normally outside in front of your body. And it could happen that, um, yeah, the ghosts are from this portal can visit you because the portal is all the time open. We don't can see it, but it's open the whole time. So um, a demon can come outside from this portal and can catch you in the night. And you have maybe... Ah or you have the feeling oh my god i can't sleep very well in uh, my bedroom i don't know why then the most um the most people i ask do you have mirrors in your bedroom everyone said of course yes i have and when i said please come up um again they will sleep better so come what do you like covering it with what like a blanket what do you think is the best thing to use to cover it uh I don't know, you can make a shirt or other stuff just um, to have something what is what is really long and um, nothing from the mirror can can um, comes out. Oh, so you don't need to because I was like, should I turn the mirror 
around, like space it against the wall. So just putting a blanket over it or a shirt is enough to keep those spirits at bay. But it's interesting because there's a mirror directly next to my bed and I'm really freaking out now because I didn't realize that it shouldn't be that close, you know, to my bed, but there's also other mirrors on the shelf. So when you said you might feel an energy in your room, especially at night, is that the person, is that the soul like leaving the mirror and entering the room? Is that when you start to feel that energy? Yeah. Um, the most of the ghosts or energy portals are awake in the night because everything is silent and the most paranormal activities are starting at the night. So if you cover up your mirror, you close the portal so nothing can come out. That's why I said to my clients, please cover your mirror because then you um, can close the portal overnight. Wow. Wow. So since they're really active at night, it, it's totally fine to have mirrors uncovered during the day. Is that okay? Uh, yeah, it's okay, but um, I always would choose to buy new mirrors. I I don't know. And if you have a really hard time in your house or with your wife or, I don't know, with family members, I would clean the whole time with salt and water um, the mirror because then you can take negative energy away. Wow never thought that you, they harbored energy the way that they do because you're right there are people who are fighting or couples that got divorced and then they keep this mirror and they're they're harboring this negative energy and maybe they start a new relationship that negative energy from the previous relationship could be um affecting the way that their new relationship is growing i never thought of anything like that it's funny because in my opinion mirrors are very decorative you know like i buy them i put them around, um, around the house i use them to get ready. It never crossed my mind. But you know what, though? In movies, they have always said that mirrors are portals to the realm. You know, in the um, one movie, The Ring, they showed um, Samaria come through the TV. Remember that? And they have always referenced it. And it's really interesting how movies can be pretty accurate when they reference um, the paranormal world. It's really interesting how the people who make movies are very well educated in paranormal activity yeah i think sometimes in kids movies you can see also that there are mirrors and you see like an energy portal and sometimes you can look inside this portal it looks like a green energy like a green energy do you remember sometimes in kids movies you see that mm -hmm. mirrors have portals to another dimension or another world and yeah so speaking of kids i think it's really interesting children are very, very clairvoyant. And yeah. I think as we get older, we lose the the swiftness of that gift. But yeah. a lot of times people have told me that their children can see um, spirits or whatever. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day and she said that when her son was really young, she was talking with a cousin or friend, I don't remember who, and this said, hi, and he was looking at the ceiling and they asked, who are you talking to? And they said, oh, the guy on the ceiling is what the child said and the child could see them. and the child could even um reference what the person was wearing and everything and upon further investigation they found that the, that was the outfit the person was wearing when they passed away in the house and the child could see him very very vividly why do you think that as children most people have the gift of clairvoyance but it doesn't get stronger it gets weaker why do you think that is um i think because um maybe the the way they grow up with their parents it's not maybe allowed or the parents will say oh my god you're crazy and then maybe the the child is afraid to have this gift or to say something about that and then it blocks your third eye will be blocked and then you don't can grow up with this gift this gift cannot grow and it's the the third eye will be blocked, and that's so it's why possible. It's possible to block, like kind of put blinders over your gift. Yeah, it's possible that um, your third eye can be blocked. Uh, maybe when you grow up, you think, "Oh my God, I'm not a child anymore," and this was uh, this was weird, or that was not real, and I was just a child, and I maybe that was just fantasy. What I think or what I thought 
And yeah, so then you block your own third eye and you never have this gift anymore. That's interesting. I've always felt like I had some sort of third eye, but I don't I don't really like I can't see things. Like I've been places where people could see spirits or, or orbs and I couldn't see them. So I don't think I actually have a gift. I mean, possibly when I was younger, maybe I don't know. I thought I saw things, but I don't really know if I did or not. But I just think it's so interesting how children and animals as well, they have such a strong gift of sensing that energy and seeing things. They can even see like full figures, you know, because even as you're an adult, it might just be an orb. It might be a shadow. But children can see literally strong details. So do you think it's possible that children would be like a good use for like solving crimes? Because a lot of times children would be able to see things that adults wouldn't. So when it comes to like um, figuring out what happened to someone, like there's no leads, do you think the the pure form of clairvoyance in a child would be something that they would be able to tell the police or tell people what happened? Or do you think children are not, you know, developed enough to understand that type of thing? Um, I think they not understand what's going on. And I think when they grow up, they think maybe this was just a fantasy and it was, and it was not real. I can see that. I can see that because a lot of times we tell children, oh, it's just your imagination. You're just imagining things. We can't see it, so it's not there. And a lot of people do try to minimize um, clairvoyance in people, especially in children. Parents will say, oh, no, that's not what happened. You just saw a scary movie last night. You know, yeah. or they'll try to make it seem like it's not as serious as it is, which is unfortunate because I feel like the more people with this gift, the better the world could be because if they use it for the right reasons, they could help people and they could they could help people get over things and move on and they could solve crimes. And I think it would be a better place if people would actually encourage it instead of telling people to ignore it. Yeah, I think the most parents are maybe, um, really realistic. They don't want that their children um, have too much fantasy or they think, oh no, you you just see goosebumps a lot of times and it's just your fantasy and this is not real. And if you hear the whole time as a child, this is not real, this is not real, you um you will not believe anymore that the things what you see is really real. You will believe that it's just in your head. And I think that's why the most children lose the special gift then when they grow up. Yeah, I agree. So I want to talk about paranormal TV shows because, you know, in the United States, we are very, very intrigued with paranormal activity and a lot of different um, mediums and psychics. They like to go to um, haunted places. We have lots of haunted places here in the U.S. Like they like to go to these haunted places, spend the night, um, they bring their equipment and they want to try to get um, a spirit or ghost on camera or they want to record their voice. You were talking to me about that, and you said that this is a very dangerous um, thing to do. It's not something that is safe for people to go in and, and kind of taunt and antagonize these spirits. So I wanted to get your take on that. And would you, would you possibly go into a haunted place and do this? And if not, why not? Um, so at first, I'm sorry for saying this, but I'm honest to you. The most American paranormal TV shows out uh, shit because they really have no idea how it can they really protect themselves um they are i don't know they do a lot of faults the whole time they are speaking with mirrors and said hey when someone is here please come through the mirror please come through the ghost box and this is all devil stuff so um they really don't know what they really did with some words what they say and it's so dangerous because in every TV show, what I ever see in America, they really made a lot of mistakes. Um, when I go to a house, someone calls me and said, hey, I think there's a curse on my house. Can you please come? I want to clean my house. I protect myself first two or three days before. Before I go in such a house, and I don't work with ghost boxes or other shit. I just work with my gift and with my, with my energies I learned in my training. So you don't use any equipment at all? No, I don't need it because I have my own gifts and I feel when someone is there. I feel is there a ghost, is there a soul who 
stucking there because he's passed or the person has passed and don't realize that the person has passed. So I feel what's going on in the house. And I think if you have not the gift and not the training um, to get in, get in touch with that, you really shouldn't do this because it's dangerous. If you don't protect yourself and you go to a haunted place, a demon can come to you and you are obsessed. You have like then a curse on you and it's really dangerous to get this demon off from you. So in your opinion, the people who use all these different devices, yeah. do you feel that if their gift was actually strong, you, they wouldn't need any of that? Do you feel like those are crutches? They, they use that because their gift isn't strong? Yeah, I think the most of them want to have this gift, but they don't have this gift. So they use this stuff to connect with ghosts. But the problem is uh, ghost boxes, Ouija boards are not stuff to get in touch with a soul is not that you get in those these are demon portals so it's like you make a phone call in in the hell this is ghost boxes and ouija boards this is what happened you make a phone call in hell so you are not calling a lovely soul who's stucking there still so when when we talk about these haunted locations how how would you know what type of soul is there like, I know in your gift, you could tell me if it's a person, a demon, or whatever. How do the people, like, in the U.S., how can they tell? Or do they never even know? Or are they going in blindly? You mean, um, how can I feel it when I go to a house? Um, like, I, how do you decipher if it's, like, a, a human soul or a demon? Can you tell the difference? I feel it. I feel if there is a demon energy, because I work with clients every day who has a curse and demons on themselves or it's a soul who's stucking because I going to this house and I feel and I get visions in my head what's going on which soul is here happen which situation has happened I feel and see everything when I visit a house or a place yeah wow that's really cool because I've watched all the shows here in the U.S. and you're right they have all these different devices and machines and I didn't realize them using those devices and machines only means that their gift isn't strong or they don't really know what they're doing. No, they don't know what they're really doing. And it's really, oh my God, every time I'm sitting for in front of the TV and thinking for real, what are you doing there? Like they, they call themselves hunters, but they have no idea what they really do. It's like, I don't know. It's kindergarten in my eyes, and it's not that you are a professional person. When so, I, I'm sorry. When, when they try to contact these people, like with a ghost box or a Ouija board, what is what was the purpose other than them trying to get it on on recording? Do you think when when people do that, do they annoy the spirit? Do you think the spirit gets upset that people are bothering it and not trying to help it? Yeah, of course. I think when there are really um, ghosts or souls who's stuck in there and they really need help, I think they will really piss off or annoyed because they think, okay, now there's someone and maybe the person can see me or can help me. And then they think, oh my God, no. And I think that then maybe the soul will do something that you feel, okay, here is some paranormal activity, but then they just say, oh my God, maybe here's a demon. And it's maybe just the soul who wants to tell you, hey, I'm here, please, can you help me? And I think, yeah, they really annoyed from this fake ghost hunters. Yeah, I was thinking that too, because if, for instance, if it's in a haunted place and it's known to have been haunted for many, many years, that means that that spirit or spirits have been there for a long time. And they're under the impression that someone is there to help them. Like when you're on the side of the road with a flat tire, and somebody pulls over, you're under the impression somebody is going to help you. So I feel like that's how the spirit feels. The fear, the spirit feels, oh, someone is here trying to communicate with me. They want to help me. And then once they come in contact with the spirit, they just try to record its voice or record a, a visual, and then they leave it there. And I feel like that's why these spirits in these haunted places are so hostile, because they're so tired of people using them. Yeah, right. And that's why I told you I will not doing sessions with, I don't know, some celebrities who pass because it's like when you call someone and the person feels maybe weak and you try to call and to talk the whole time and 
it calls the soul a lot of energy when you get in touch with a soul in the afterlife. So I never want to talk to souls just for getting go in touch with the people. I want to help souls, and that's why I want to make afterlife sessions. And this ghost hunters talking with Elvis and I don't know. Brittany Murphy and other celebrities who pass. And I think it's not cool because it, it takes the whole time energy from the souls. And it's really annoyed for the souls too, that there is no um, a professional person who wants to help them in the afterlife. They just want to know, hey, how are you doing? Are you cool? And why are you murdered or other stuff? I'm very, very intrigued because these ghost hunting shows are very, very popular in the yeah. US. A lot of people love watching this, but you made a really good point. When you go and you you antagonize the spirits or you use them or you just want to get on video or on film or on recording so you can use it on TV. When other people go and visit these same places, this is the aggression that we're seeing. Like, did you hear about the story recently where someone went to see the real Annabelle doll, the doll that was in the case? Yeah. And he um, passed out. Um, yeah. He he was, um, I think, fainted after going there. So I wanted to ask you, what what happened? What do you think took place where he went to see this cursed doll, and then afterward he passed out? What do you think happened? Did he did the spirit follow him? Like, what do you feel took place? Oh yeah, um, I saw that there was a German guy who was visiting the conjuring house just for fun and just for clicks, and it's very stupid in my eyes because. It's so dangerous. The Annabelle doll is so obsessed, and there are a lot of demon portals in this doll. And if you get in touch with this doll, and this is such a strong demon portal, it really can be that you are passed away in the same time, or that you have a breakdown or something else. It's really dangerous. And people just think, oh my God, I have to go there just for clicks, and I want to be cool. and Spiritual things are really dangerous and you have to be careful and it's not for fun or just to getting clicks or famous. See, I'm scared now because I'm really intrigued with like paranormal stuff. And I like I own two Annabelle dolls that I bought at the store. You know, they're not cursed or anything, but I bought them at the store and I own Chucky dolls. I own Jason, Freddy Krueger. I, I own them all like in my house, like literally in my closet. There's an Annabelle doll. Um, and so now I'm worried. Should I not be buying stuff like this? Oh, no, please do not. Because I made a story a long time ago that if you buying dolls or other stuff and maybe you sit this doll in front of a mirror, in front of a portal, it could be that this demon or ghost from this portal in your mirror goes in this doll what you bought. So it's really dangerous and I would never bought some stuff. When you know um, there is the original doll is obsessed with a demon because if you buy a copay from this doll, it also could be that there are demons and say, hey, oh my God, it's like this doll what we know and we go in through that doll too. So it's really dangerous. I would never buy such a doll. Oh no, that's, I, I have so many of them. Now I'm worried. I don't know what to do with them now. Yeah, you told me that. Oh my God. Now. <laughs> I didn't know that it was bad. I figured since they're not like they're at the big, I bought them from the store, you know, nothing ever bad happened that it was okay. I just, I didn't think that they could, well, I don't keep them near mirrors, but they're in the same room with a mirror. So I don't know. Now I'm worried. Oh my God. Now you creeps me out. You have to <laughs> dolls, please. <laughs> and I have to look if they are obsessed with something or not. Well, yeah, we're going to have to do a session with the dolls then because now I'm worried. And it's actually funny because on Halloween, I bring them out and decorate them and put them around the house. So, okay, now now I feel stupid. I didn't think that I was doing anything wrong because I figured, oh, I just bought these at the store. You know, nothing bad ever happened. But when I heard this story about the guy who went to see the doll and he passed out and, you know, he had a breakdown, it made me think about it because I was like, well, this doll has been, you know, in this case for decades and yeah. nothing has happened. And it shows that its its um, energy is still extremely strong. And yeah. I didn't realize that. And every person who goes to a haunted place and visit this place, and she, the person is not protect with a special energy program or not a training by themselves, um, you have to know that you 
get a lot of ghosts, souls, and other energy what comes with you when you leave the house. So these do. So yeah. So they can attach themselves to you and and leave with you. Right. Oh wow. That's scary because, you know, these people who go to these haunted places, like you said, they're doing this for clicks and views. You know, they want to make a TV show or whatever they're doing. I don't think they realize that going to this place and experiencing these energies that are aggressively angry because of all the people who continually go there and antagonize them. I don't think that they realize the danger that they're putting themselves in. And then yeah. even their families, because what if they leave there and go back home to their family and then they brought a horrible energy home? To their right. house right every person who visit this place they have to know that you bring a lot of stuff in, in your pack in your baggage when you um yeah when you leave the house every time every person so that's why i don't understand why you can go to a haunted places when you are not a really good energy worker and when you're not really can protect yourself i don't know why every person can go to such a place it's so dangerous well i don't think a lot of people realize that there is a way to protect yourself because when you were telling me um about the way you protect your yourself when you speak to these souls and energies that you're not familiar with i hadn't heard that before i don't know if a lot of people realize that there's um products and there's um rituals that you can do to protect yourself to make sure that you're you're not taking anything with you or you're not um, summoning a, a demon. I think a lot of people are are to the point where they think that this is all fun and games. And they're just sitting there and waiting that something happened. And I don't know why some people are so crazy and they don't know that it's so dangerous for them. They're just sitting there and waiting that some, that some paranormal activity is starting. Like, this is so crazy. I don't know why people do this. I don't think that they know the danger. Like I was saying, I think that they don't think anything can happen because they look at it as, well, it's a ghost or a demon. They they can't touch me. They can't do anything to me. But I think that it's it's important that people realize that demons are very, very capable of hurting you. And yeah. I think a lot of people don't realize that because they're like, oh, well, it's a ghost. It can't touch me. It can't hit me. It can't hurt me. But I think the danger is real, really when the demon takes over your body. I don't think people are really outweighing the risks um, that they're going in for these clicks. Because, you know, you've told me before, you were like, I'm not doing this to get clicks. I'm not doing this to be on TV. I want to do this, you know, to help people. And there are situations where, it's, for instance, you will not get involved if you feel like there's any horrible energy or negative energy or just, you know, clout situations where people are like oh well let's do this because a lot of people will click it you actually feel that it's more important that you use your gift in a positive way and right. whether or not people click on the story or not is kind of irrelevant to you which i think it's interesting because a lot of the people in the u.s it's the complete opposite they google the most scariest place and they go straight to that place oh because they know that, they know that everybody's going to click on it and it's like i don't know i think that Going to their houses after they do something like that would probably be super scary because you would probably see all of those energies and, and spirits that they brought back home that they don't even know are there. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but it's it's super dangerous. Um, when you have a really weak aura and you visit this place, um, this demon can obsessed with you and catch your aura and maybe you sit the whole time like this and you feel like oh my god um my neck everything feels very like, i don't know like like this and so strong and um that's because when some ghost or demon is uh, obsessed with you and catch maybe your aura and comes on your neck and then you sit the whole time like this and have the feeling everything is um so heavy for you you don't have energy you are sleepless and yeah and i see when someone coming to me and sitting like this the whole time i feel that here in the aura place is a lot of ghosts demons and other bad energy and the person can can sit like 
normal like this anymore. They can't wow. sit straight. You see, they sitting the whole time like this, <laughs> like an old grandma. So I want to talk about Ouija boards because I remember as a kid, I would go over to my friends' houses or whatever, and they would have Ouija boards. I was always too scared to play with those. So I want to ask you like a legit question. Like, are these really dangerous? Are they really dangerous or, or is it just all games? I had the baddest experience in my whole life. I was 13 and I was playing with this Ouija board with my best friend. And I I thought, okay, I'm so spiritual. I can see ghosts. I'm a medium. So what should what should happen? And we play this. And then um, there comes like a smoke smell in my room, like Mariana, and we was 12 or 13. And my mother comes and said, hey, do you smoke here? And I, we said, no, we don't smoke. And the funniest thing was we asked in a Ouija board, hey, how are you? What's your name? And then it comes Bob Marley. And this was so crazy because um, when the name comes on the Ouija boards, my whole room smells like Mariana. And then we said, okay, we know now enough, please go. And this girl said, no, I, I don't go. You call me and I don't want leave. And we felt cold energy and everything in my house was so crazy. Candles goes off, windows goes up and down, up and up and on and off and open and closed. And it was so horrible. My mom was scared. My whole family was scared. And we have to call um, like a priest to come because, oh yeah, because the whole home was full of energies because a Ouija board is a demon portal. And if you get in touch with that, you open like a big black energy portal. And my house was and. I was going to school at the next day and I have the feeling there's there's the energy who follows me the whole time. And my mom said um, that my little sister, she was really clairvoyant when she was two or three. And she said the whole time there's a man, a black man in her room, but it was like a shadow, a black shadow. And she's scared she can't sleep. It was very bad. And it takes us four weeks to get all these demons out of this house. So... I never would do this again in my life. And now since this moment, I know Ouija boards are the dangerous stuff around the world, I think. This is the dangerous stuff on earth. I'm sorry. Really? And that's so interesting because I used to think that it was just a cool, fun game. But now when you're explaining it, it's like a, a way to channel um, energy and souls. And then I think the scariest thing about it is the people who are doing it have absolutely no experience yeah. in this subject. And I think that's why it makes it so dangerous because even someone like you who had experience in this subject, it still released these souls and energy into your home. And I think a lot of people are like, oh, this will be a cool, fun game to play, you know, with my friends. And then you don't have any idea what you need to do to protect yourself, protect your home or how to rid these souls. Like, like the soul said, you called me. So I don't leave until I'm ready to leave. And I think that's the scariest part. You're summoning, and you, for the Ouija board, you don't even know who you're summoning. You can summon literally anyone. And I think that's the scariest part because demons, souls, they're all there. And I think that people are, are so on the smoke and mirrors and the fun of everything. Like, I think a lot of people always want to put the paranormal as something that's fun and entertaining. And I think that's a really bad um, association because it can be a very dangerous situation to be in yeah and um i really heard some bad stories and i had a client her sister passed because of this ouija board and they playing ouija board when they was children and this ghost on ouija board said yeah you will die in a few days or you will die in a few years i don't know i don't know and it was so scared because they yeah my sister really passed away and it's so i don't know but you really have to be careful with that because Ouija board is one of the biggest demons portal ever. And if you ever call someone about or through this Ouija board, you just need really professional help because these demons will stay in your 
and maybe you change your home, but disease will stay. And the new people who are moving to this home, they will obstruct too because these demons will stay. Yeah, so it's really dangerous. That's so crazy because they sell these everywhere. They sell this Ouija board. You can go to the store and buy one, and it's so scary that there's no, there's no warning on the box. There's no warning, you know, telling people, hey, this is not a toy. This is not um, a game because yeah. a lot of people believe that it's a toy and it's a game. Yeah, and it's really dangerous. I never, ever would do this in my life. This was the biggest spiritual mistake I ever did. Well, you were a kid at the time, so, yeah, you know, I, we can't. And I thought, okay, I have so many Like, I thought nothing can happen to me because, yeah, I'm clairvoyant. I'm a medium, so let's go. Nothing could happen to me. But I was really scared. I will never forget what kind of crazy things would happen in my mom's house. This was really crazy. Candles goes off. The windows goes on and off. And it's all. And the whole house was very cold. And you can feel when there are demons or souls who passed away, you feel this very cold energy in your house. Or it's like a wind or like a breeze on your body. You can feel it. And there is a, then there is another energy in your house. Mm. That's crazy. I mean, yeah. I, I wanted to ask you, because I know you book sessions with clients. And yeah. I know that you don't want information from the client because the, yeah. the whole um, premise of your gift is you want to see um, the picture and the, it's kind of like a movie of what's yeah. going on. And then, and if they tell you too much information, it, 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 it makes it difficult for you to get a clear picture of what's going on. So I know that you booked clients and they didn't tell you information, which was fine, but it was very shocking to you what you saw. And I wanted to, I know it's private, so we can't really get into much detail, but I want you to tell me about this one client that you booked where the situation was very, very terrifying. Yeah, that was a woman and she reached me out and said, hey, my um, dad murdered himself and can you please get in touch with him? Can I book an afterlife session? And she just sent me a picture and the first look at his picture, I got goosebumps everywhere and very cold goosebumps, like whole body was cold. And I thought, oh, my God, that mess really creeps me out. But yeah, um, I was um, made this afterlife session for this woman. And when I get in touch with a soul, I can feel everything what the soul who passed away felt. I can feel emotions. I can see what the soul um saw when he passed the life everything it's like i'm in the body from the person like this feeling like the really strong connection then and um i said to her well i have to break up i don't want the session anymore because i see that your father kills more than three women i think four he killed four women and then after the fourth woman he was killing himself and I said, oh, my God, I'm so sorry for telling you this. And she said, no, no, I know my dad has some issues. And I said, oh, my God, I really thought in my head you are kidding me because she was talking with me about her dad like he was just cheating on a woman. For her, it was like normal that her father was murdered for a woman. And I said, I saw blood everywhere and I saw the eyes from the woman who was killed by him. And it was so scared for me because I felt the whole emotion, what this, um, what this man had when he was killing this, this uh, woman. And it was so scared for me. And I was really annoyed from her because, yeah, I know I don't want to get some information before we start the afterlife session, but like, a case like this I want to know that your father was a murderer and she said to me you know uh, sometimes when I have trouble with my husband I feel I have the same blood like my father because then I have sometimes thoughts that I want to kill my husband too and I blocked her after the afterlife session because that was really scary for me I felt like the way he murdered the woman I felt the 
I don't know, the scared in their eyes from their women's when they pass. And it was so scary for me to see and feel this. And yeah, I was so scared that the ghost from her father now will follow me because now he know that I can talk with him. And I broke up the connection with him. So when you connected with him, did he yeah. say anything to you? The father say something to me. No, he just say, yeah, thank you uh, that you get in touch with me and tell my daughter that I love her. That's it. Oh, that's it. So he didn't, did he have any remorse? Was he sorry for what he did? No, absolutely not. He don't feel guilt for nothing. Wow, that's crazy. And it's really interesting that his daughter didn't see the severity of what he did. Like, it wasn't that serious for her. Because I can't imagine, like, your father doing something like that. And then for her to be like, I want to talk to him. Like, why? You know, like, why would you want to talk to someone who did something so terrible? I asked her the same question. And she said, you know, my dad was not calling me for a long time. And I just want to know if he still loves me. And I said, I'm sorry, but maybe your father um, didn't call you because uh, he was busy to kill his fourth wife. Like, oh, my God, when my dad was a murder, I don't want to talk with him anymore. Maybe I'm I feel very peaceful that he passed away and that he don't can hurt a person again. I don't know why. She wants to know if her father was still loving her. That's why she was getting in touch with me, just because she wants to know if her dad still loves her. That is insanity. Like, you would think that she would want to ask him why he did it or, you know, why, why, what would possess him to do that or maybe if it was a demon. But all she wanted to know was if he loved her. That is just so strange. And I was so scared. My voice was scared, too. I was shaking and said, you know, your dad kills for a woman. And she said, yeah, I know. My dad had mental issues. And I thought, oh, my God. She said this to me, like, yeah, my dad was a cheater. I'm sorry, like this. But for her, it was not bad. And that scares me, too. Because what kind of person do you are that you are not scared or that you are not afraid that your father was a murderer. This, I don't know. I thought about this case a lot of times and said, I don't can realize what's going on with her and her father. Well, right. And then the fact that she said that she thought she might share the same bloodline as her father, meaning that she could have been having those same type of thoughts. Yeah. You know, that is so scary. So what do you do if somebody... Um, you book a session and you find out that they did something horrible um, and maybe they didn't get caught. What is your what's your policy? Do you have can you report it or do you have to keep it confidential? Like, how do you handle that? Because a lot of times you can see things that the police can't. So how do you go about um, navigating using that information? I don't know. Um, I have to say over for me, absolutely normal. And I don't think about it further. When I end the session, I just break up all the energy cords for me that I had when I make that session. But um, I really try not to think about it anymore because it's too much. If I would think about a case the whole time, I was I would going to be crazy. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. So, oh, I have a question. Yeah. Um, about cemeteries. So a lot of people say that cemeteries or mausoleums have a lot of paranormal activity. Mm -hmm. Do you believe that since there's so many um, passed away people in one place that that's true? Or do you think that there's some cemeteries that don't have a lot of paranormal activity and then there's some that do? Like, how do you feel about um, mass graves places like cemeteries and mausoleums? You know, um, I think there are a lot of paranormal activities because um, a lot of people, I told you that in the first podcast, like Aaron, they are stalking in the between world and they don't can realize that they pass. And so um, they trying to move on and maybe they are stalking up at their own graves and can't move on. And that's why there are a lot of paranormal activities or someone can go over because maybe the soul is very angry about something maybe the person was murdered and 
want to say, hey, I know who my murderer is, want to give messages to medians, and that's why they can't find peace. And they can't find peace. And uh, yeah, they're trying to um, do some stuff maybe on the grave to say, hey, is someone maybe here and can help me? I think that's why on uh, these places are a lot of paranormal activities. Like a um, friend of mine was passing away for five months ago. And my feeling was that she was murdered because I had a dream with a uh, situation. And five days later, I heard from the situation what I dream about it and that my friend was passing away. And every time I felt energy and wants to wake me up, at the same time in the middle of the night and I thought oh my god who is here but I was very um ill at this time so I don't want to get in touch with the energy and want to ask hey how are you or where are you so um I felt that there is an energy she was really aggressive because she knows that she was murdered and she wants to that I wake up and that I um get in touch with her and um yeah talk with her about what happened and so I feel that when a soul really needs help the soul is maybe sometimes annoyed or aggressive because they just trying to give signs that they are really here and wants to talk with us and wants help so that's interesting because usually you channel a soul but there are times where I guess a soul is trying to channel your energy they're trying to get your attention I didn't realize that that happened because, you know, a lot of times people will say, oh, I was in my house and, you know, I saw a soul or I saw an energy. So yeah. that would be considered the aggressive um, way a soul is trying to get your attention, where mm -hmm. it, it makes itself visual to you or it wakes you up in the middle of the night or you hear a loud noise. And, and that's the aggression. And it's not necessarily that they're upset with you, but they're trying to get your attention so you can help it, I, I guess is what is important to get from that uh yeah it's every time so since i was a child they come to me i told you the most in the middle of the night i don't know why they always come in the middle of the night but they come and they're trying to wake me up to get my attention or the tv goes on or the light goes on and off and i felt okay there is a new soul and the soul wants my attention because they know and they feel that i can help them so souls reach me out the whole time so it's for me absolutely normal that um sometimes i'm concentrated or i'm not in the spiritual i don't know mood and just trying to live a normal life and then they trying to get in touch with me and sometimes i ignore it because i have my own i don't know issues sometimes or other work what i have to do and then they really are sometimes annoyed and tries everything to get my attention and it has to be scary like terrifying because you can be going about your day and your business and these souls are, are trying to get your attention and you can't really concentrate on anything else because they're making themselves known you know and with you you can feel things like for some people you can't feel it for some people it's visual so like they'll see a or or they'll see a a shadow, but for you, you will literally feel them around you. So it yeah. will make it really difficult for you to do anything else. Yeah. Do you see the movie The Sixth Bruce Willis? Oh yeah, The Sixth Sense. Yeah. The Sixth Sense. Yeah. And when I was a child, it was for me exactly the same. I saw the people. I saw the people like the way they passed away sometimes with blood in their head or sometimes with blood it comes over the eyes and that really scares me and um when i getting older and grow up um i see now the souls but not like the way they pass and when i was a child i saw exactly how they passed away and that was really scary for me and i will never forget this because some people looks really like damaged with their bodies and that was really scared so do you think that was because you were a child and because we talked about this earlier children have such a strong sense of clairvoyancy so as you got older maybe that that um the sharpness of your gift got a little weaker because children do they can i've heard people say the child can say what they look like what they're wearing what color their eyes are children can see so much more 
than you can as an adult. So do you feel relieved that you see less now? Because I can imagine that must be very terrifying. Uh, my clairvoyant gift was getting bigger and bigger. And now I'm really, really clairvoyant. As a child, sometimes I get visions and sometimes I could see things, but it was not so clear like now. But um, I saw when I was a child, the deaf people for real, like they was in... I don't know, a normal, a normal person. And now it's really less. I see soul sometimes, but now most that I feel the person and get the visions in my head, how the persons look like. And it's really much better because that scares me when I was old. And it was really like, I told you in the first podcast that I t- said to my mom, there is a granny on my chair. What, what she's doing there, who, who is she? And now it's better because I don't see the souls like a really, really normal person is like sitting between me. I would freak out. I would literally freak out if I saw like a person like vividly and then they were like damaged. And I would be so terrified. I would literally walk around with like a blanket over my face. I wouldn't want to look at all. I would just be so terrified of because, you know, every as a child, I was scared to sleep with the light off half the time. So the idea of having like people in my room, like standing around, because I'm envisioning in my mind, you're, you're laying in your bed and there's all these people just standing around looking at you, trying to get your attention. I can't even imagine how you got any sleep. Like I would never sleep. No, I asked my mom since I was child every day, mom, can I sleep by you? Because there are the people coming and the deaf people coming. And I was scared the whole time. And um till now i ever have to sleep with a little bit of light or that my cat is by me yeah i can't really sleep bad alone because i know that could ha- that could happen things in the middle of the night and there can be paranormal so yeah it's better normal for me but i'm still a little bit scared i think and when i was 13 uh i feel sometimes i I didn't see the deaf people anymore, but I hear them. And that was so crazy. Sometimes I really was sleeping with headphones because I heard all the voices. Help me. Can you see me? And hey, why you are awake? And it was so horrible. I heard a lot of voices around me. And I put my headphones on and said, really, shut up. Leave me alone. Go to another person. I was so aggressive. Because I was not understanding why they are just choose me to help them. And it was a lot of souls who wants help from me. And I, I don't know why they choose me the whole time. I'm beginning to think that souls talk to each other. So like I'm beginning to think that you've helped people and then the souls have been talking about you. Because why do you think that so many souls are trying to get your attention? Because there's lots of people who have, you know, the gift of um, clairvoyant and being psychic or um, discernment. Lots of people have this. So I think that just like, you know, when, when somebody starts a rumor and it goes around, I think the souls have heard your name and they know who you are and they know that you've helped people. And I think the souls are seeking you out because they know that you're not going to just come there and record their voice and leave. They're good. They know that you're going to try to help them. And I think that they're drawn to you. And then, you know, when you help people, I think souls tell other souls, hey, I spoke to Juliana. She helped me. She gave this message to my mom. She gave this message to my husband or whatever the soul happens to need. And then I think that they're starting to look for you specifically because I think that there's other mediums out there who we've talked about who don't want to help anyone. And the souls are, are knowing that they know that they're being used. And they're being, um, you know, sought after for clicks and views. And I think that your name is circulating in the in the um, realm as someone that is important. And unfortunately for you, it means that there's people all around you all the time. But you're you're in high demand because mm-hmm. there's people who don't want to help. I think once yeah. they found out that you're one of the people who do, you know, unfortunately, it's it's going to make it really difficult for you to get that peace and silence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's really sad, but the most mediums also in America just talking with the deaf. And um, I told you, sometimes the deaf people need 
much more. They don't want just a small talk with you. Maybe they are stuck in the between world and don't find the way out. And um, maybe the souls that I know, how can I help them in the afterlife too? So I know, like the, do you know the Siri Ghost Whisperers? Yeah. And she said the whole time when she was talking with someone who passed away, she said, hey, do you see the light? You have to go in this light to go in heaven. And it's a little bit like my job. I bring them like to a strong energy and say, hey, you have to go in this energy that you can find the right way to heaven. And I make the same with someone who is stuck in the between world. I make energy systems on for them and say, hey, you have to go inside this that you can find the right way to heaven. And I think that's why souls choosing me because the most uh, mediums just say, hey, your mom wants to uh, say, please protect her chain or I don't know, and that's it. And I think it's more important to help the souls to find the right way and not just to get in small talk with them. Well, right. I mean, if they've been stuck in the in-between for years and years and years, they don't want to talk about the weather. You know, they don't want to talk about, you know, right. what they see around them. They want help. They want it just like if you were stuck, like I keep using the side of the road. You're stuck on the side of the road and your car broke down. You don't want people to slow down and wave. You want people to pull over and help you so you can get going. And I feel like the souls are the same way. Like, we don't want you to like wave and honk the horn. Like, we want you to actually try to help us because we've been stuck and you clearly can see that we need help because I think that's what makes it so bad. The mediums can see that they need help, but they don't offer them any help. And I think that's really bad. Yeah, I watched a really popular media man from the USA. I don't want to say names. I don't want to talk bad about him, but I I really liked him. And then he was sitting by a celebrity in Beverly Hills. And this celebrity girl said, do you believe that there is a that go that uh, souls go into heaven and he said i don't know i don't know is there is a heaven or i don't know where are they going and i was sh so shocked because i think you can't be a good medium but you don't know if there is a heaven or not or you don't know where the soul is so i don't like him anymore and i thought this is so sad that the most just wants to talk and Erin Carter really explained it so good that when you are stuck in the between world, you have the feeling you are like in a jail. Everything is so great around you. You can't talk with other souls. Uh, you just hanging around there and you it's like an exit way. Like there is no exit way and you don't can go to another, I don't know, to another mission. It's so sad. And that's why I think it's so important to help souls to um yeah to get in heaven and found peace it is i have one more topic um so i know that you're clairvoyant and you see things you see visions so i was wondering when you see a vision does it have to be attached to a person or could you just be like going about your day and you'll see something happening in your mind uh oh my god it it's uh, different. Sometimes I see what's going on in their heads. I saw their thoughts, maybe a topic, what is all the time in their heads. Um, I see future. I see when they are sick, but I don't know why. I can see really, I think, everything in their lives. I see when you are engaged with someone, what the person is thinking about you, what he's feeling, what's going on in the future with each other. So yeah, I don't know. I see, I think everything. <laughs> yeah. But do you have to see the person physically to get that? Or do you get visions of just like the future in general? No, I get visions. What's happened. See it like the way I explain you that it's like, a movie, I, I see the picture and I see what's going on and what's happened. I just see it in my head. What about, um, so in the news, um, an actor, Christian Oliver and his daughters, they just passed away in a plane crash. So like, would you, if you were to be able to see a person, could you be able to tell if they were going to go through in a tragic event like that in the future? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I told a client, I'm please don't drive tomorrow, but because 
if you would do this, I see that you have a car mistake and you could very get in danger. And um, the next day she told me, oh my God, I heard in the news there was a really car mistake. And she was so happy that I had told that to her before because the soul's face shows me what's really important for the person. I also can see if there are something bad things, what future for you i can see this too that you okay, should so, go into this way or not going to this airplane or or other things yeah so that's interesting so when you see something happen it doesn't mean that it's like set in stone it has to happen you can actually change the outcome is that what you're saying they can decide to do something differently and not go through that horrific event yeah See, that's interesting because there's a movie in the U.S. It's called um, Final Destination. I know. And, and it, it teaches people that no matter what you do, you can't cheat um, what's going to happen to you. So that's not true. You're saying that people can make decisions to change what you saw in the visions. Right. You can change it. If I tell you there are two ways, please don't go the second way because I think um, it's too dangerous for you you can choose by yourself that you choose the other way what i told you so yeah you can you can choose by your own which way you want to go and i think that's why it's so i'm so thankful about that that i can protect people for their own destiny is what's happened yeah i didn't realize that i thought when you see um the vision of the future that's just what's going to happen like you can't do anything to change it. So that's really interesting because you're able to shape people's decisions to protect them from unknown dangers and you can prolong lives. You can keep people safe. You can keep mothers and dads alive to take care of their kids. That's so interesting because, you know, that movie Final Destination, it made us all believe that you couldn't cheat death. Like no matter what, it would still happen. So I love to hear that even though that is something that could happen in the future, you actually have the the power to make the decision to to alter that reality. Yeah, right. When my brother was born, I really had a really bad feeling. I was 15. My brother is 15 years younger than me. And I said to my mom, mom, I have the feeling he will be died. And my this feeling was so bad. I was crying day and night the whole time. And I can't explain why I have this weird feeling. And um, then we was by uh, an worker and we made some healing sessions with him. And he said it was so important that we did this healing session because he had the feeling that my brother get like an illness and he could die from this illness. And my feeling was right. So I protect my brother with my gift, what I or with my intuition, what I feel that when we are not doing something, two or three years later, maybe he will pass away. See, I think this is really important for people to know. So booking sessions with you is important because you can actually preserve your life and alter the way things are going to go. And I don't think a lot of people realize that. Some people believe, because I believed that no matter what decisions you made, your fate was the way it was going to turn out. So hearing that, I think it's important that people start booking sessions and just getting an idea of what their future looks like so they can alter and change their behavior. Because a lot of times your behavior is what leads to, you know, these negative things. And if you were told ahead of time, like we did with your brother, you can change the way that that reality turns out. So I think people need to really, you know, book sessions and just have a an open conversation. And it's not that you, you're looking for something bad or it's not that you want to know you know, like when you're going to die, obviously none of that is important. But if there are things that you're doing now that are going to negatively affect you, I think it's so important that people are able to take that information and use it the right way. Yeah. And um, for four or five years, I work a little bit different. I um, always said to people what's happened in the future, but I think a lot of people was going crazy because then they want to know the whole time what's going on tomorrow, what's happened in a month. And I said, oh, my God, I don't want to make it that way anymore. Um, when I know make a reading with someone, I just ask the soul, what is important? What wants the soul show me? What's important? Uh, what kind of next step you should do? Like, 
I work a little bit different. I don't like it to say to people what's happened in two years or three years because I have the feeling that people are going be crazy when they know what happened. They focus the whole time. Oh my God, tomorrow will that happen in a month? Maybe then happened this or this. And so I work now different than before. I just really ask the soul, hey, what's going on? What do you need? How can I help the soul? This is like my reading is going, yeah. I think that's great. All right, so we run out of time this week, and next week we're going to come back. Um, Next week is going to be really good because we have, um, well, the next episode is going to be a really good transition. We're going to do a reading um, on the podcast, which I think a lot of people have been asking for. Or actually, is it a reading or an afterlife session that we're going to do? I think reading an afterlife session in once. <laughs> Oh, wow. So, guys, you're getting a double treat um, of reading an afterlife session. Um, it's with a very popular person you guys may know. I don't want to say anything yet, but that's the next episode. We're really excited about that. A lot of people have been wanting and asking to see the process, you know, of Juliana's gift and how she can see a picture and kind of explain um, verbally a movie going on in her head. And you guys are going to be able to see that firsthand. So after you see this, I know you're going to want to book a session because I know you're going to want to get the same insight in your life as well. Thank you so much again to Juliana for joining me. This is the George Massey Show, the Medium Sessions with Juliana Fisher. This has been episode four. Again, we'll be back with the next episode, episode five. You're going to see a live afterlife and reading session with us. Um, thank you so much for joining me. Happy New Year. I hope things are going well in your neck of the woods. Make sure you're following Juliana. Her, um, she's tagging this video. Um, I'm going to put all the information as well below in the comments if you want to book a session. It's very important that you reach out to Juliana directly to begin the process. Um, make sure you're following me on all social media platforms at George Mossy, georgemossy.com. Anywhere you get your podcast or stream music, type in The George Mossy Show. Thank you guys so much for joining us, and we'll talk to all of you guys really soon.